Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Hey friends, welcome to Millennium Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Compton Game, and I get to chat with some really inspiring people who will inspire us all to get up, take back our bank accounts, and chase after that life we want to live. And today's episode is all about how to kick ass in life. I love it. My guest, Laura Eshelman, is the host of the podcast, Kick Ass in Life, and she has one secret to share that she thinks is the key to help you kick ass in life. How to kick ass in life, it's doing the things that other people don't do. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. 
you're already one of our biggest fans of the pod, but I want to invite you to go deeper behind the scenes with me every single month. Get all the scoops on what I'm loving, catch up on popular podcast episodes, and check out a video with a money tip in each monthly email delivered straight to your inbox. Plus, since I'm a big fan of having dessert first, I'm going to send you an exclusive bonus podcast episode, five minutes to reset your money mindset when you sign up as an added treat. Head over to mmoneypodcast.com and enter your email address in the box on the homepage to sign up. Again, that's mmoneypodcast.com. I can't wait to see you behind the scenes. Laura is definitely somebody you want to take a listen to. She was so passionate about filling this gap she found between college graduation and getting your first job. Like, what happens? How do you do this stuff? That she created an entire podcast out of it. But I really think her tips, they just resonate with all of us. We all need to remember to do things that other people don't do. And that has so many correlations to your money. Of course, Laura has this super successful career. So she not only talks the talk, but she is a video producer, podcaster, and writer based in New York City. She currently works as a senior producer at Discovery Network and has created branded videos for, my gosh, you name it, Land Rover, Doubletree, Google, Spotify, Target, Craft. You recognize all of these names. Yeah, and she's just getting started. So it was great to have her on the show and throw out some gems for all of us to learn how to kick ass in life and kick ass in our careers. All right. So Laura, I am so excited to have you join us on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. First off, I just have to say that I love the name of your podcast, Kick Ass in Life. I mean, isn't that what everyone wants to do? <laughs> we all aspire to do it. So it's just, it's a nice reminder. And it's, there's so many people who are kicking ass in life in big and small ways. So it's nice to chat with them. Yeah. How did you come up with the name? You know, it's funny. I moved to New York without a job and I was always hustling to try to get a job. Um, and so there was two pieces of uh, two words that my dad gave me when I moved to New York. And I was so nervous about interviewing at different places. And he said, kick ass. And it really like helped me in the interview process to yeah. be able to reframe my thinking. And so it was just something that that I is really stuck with me throughout my career. And anytime I need a little pick me up, I, I just tell myself to kick ass and it helps. Wow. It sounds like we have similar fathers. <laughs> <laughs> I was raised by a dad who was always like, you can do it. You can be the best. There's no reason why you can't essentially kick ass in life. And I think that really set me on this trajectory that I felt like I could I could achieve any goal, even if it was huge and monstrous. Absolutely. I attribute I, I my dad with so much of my, my success and always pushing me. So uh, it's nice to be able to, to carry that through to the podcast. And I know that your, your upbringing, you mentioned that you talked about money, like money wasn't this taboo topic in your family. I'd love to know, do you have any like early memories about when you started to learn about money or what sort of your first money memories were? Oh my gosh, I have so many of them because I do think we were a unique family in the fact that we knew that money existed. We budgeted, we'd help our family plan 
plan road trips and and budget what those looked like. Wow. Um, but my my one of my first uh, sort of things that really stuck out and still is with me today is my dad was in sales and he would always uh, he was very entrepreneurial and wanted to sort of instill that into my brother and me. And we are I'm from Kansas and so there's a lot of um, neighborhoods in Kansas and one of my dad's business ideas was to uh, paint house numbers on curbs. So basically, if you live in a neighborhood, it is the house numbers, you spray paint them in block letters on the curb so that it's really easy for emergency services or cars to find the house. Um, And so my dad said, if you can make the sale, um, (laughs) I will paint the numbers and you get to keep all the money. So we, um, we went door to door to try to, uh, two, you know, two really cute kids and brothers, four years older than me. And we go door to door to try to try to sell, uh, these house numbers on a curve. And I think we were just doing it, uh, like one for, uh, one for 10 or two for 15. But if we got a couple people to say yes in an hour, that was, that was 30 bucks an hour or so, um, you know, which was a lot more than anybody else that was, uh, you know, eight years old at the time was, was making. So it was all sort of very well controlled, but it was something that we just were very hyper aware of. And it, uh, you know, to, to to learn door-to-door sales when you're, when you're so young, I think, uh, kind of, it just sticks with you. It, It becomes part of your fabric of your identity. And, um, it's something I really appreciate my dad sort of teaching me, teaching me how to do, be entrepreneurial. Um, My brother is very entrepreneurial as well. And so I think that that is just um, really carried through to, to today. Yeah. How do you think learning those like entrepreneurial skills, obviously you don't realize that that's what's happening when you're that age, but how, how did those skills transfer over into when you started in your career? I think it's, it's being willing to do the things that other people don't do. And so Mm, I still have a full-time job. I work at a a major television network, but I think it was being willing to move to New York without a job and hustle and know that I could make that happen for myself. It was, you know, starting my podcast, which is my side hustle and my personal passion project, but knowing that I could do that. So it's just like a a mindset shift of not expecting the world to just be handed to you and, and something that you really need to go out and go find, find what you're uniquely good at, find a way to make your mark. Also, like I can never settle. Like it's, it's something that just like pushing me, which is maybe a, uh, a bad thing, but it, it, is, it has worked out to be a good thing. And so it's that constantly being able to strive and, and reach for what, uh, what, what my potential is. And so I think learning how to create something from nothing and learning how to be an entrepreneur at a young age, whether or not you do that in your, um, as a full-time job now or not, it just helps you in life to know that there's no one path for for anyone. There's a lot of multiple paths to get you to where you want to go. Wow. Yeah. So much good stuff there. So going back to the the idea of kicking ass in life, I I just got to ask, you know, is there a recipe for success? How can we kick ass in life? Oh, I wish there were. I that would make my that would make it so easy. But I mean, <laughs> broad strokes, I think it is. Um, it's it's really having an attitude where you are willing to you're willing to put in the work 
it's willing to be you know, do the things that other people don't do and put in put in the work and put in the effort in order to make those those things happen for yourself. I don't think that there there is a perfect formula to kick ass, but having the mindset for you to be able to uh, do the things that other people don't do, to reach for your goals and if you hear no, not letting that stop you. I think so many people are so willing to just hear no and say, oh, well, at least I tried, whatever. Okay. Maybe I didn't really want that thing. But being able to kick ass is really pushing, pushing forward when things get difficult, pushing forward when, um, when it gets a little bit challenging and adding fuel to the fire and keep going. Yeah. Gosh. That is just so important. It's definitely something that I've learned over the years of just that attitude of of keeping going. And you mentioned that you moved to New York without a job, which I think is is so brave. Did did that time teach you any money lessons or did you have any moments of just like, oh my God, what have I done? Oh, all the time. I think, (laughs) you know, I, I basically moved to New York. I had a job interview, um, in New York basically because I was applying from my mom's couch in, in Kansas and putting a New York city address. So when they said, Oh, do you want to come for an interview on Thursday? I said, yes. And, and then, uh, so I got a flight and I took a one, uh, you know, a big bag with me and I didn't get that job, but I ended up staying in New York and just mostly at the very beginning, just crashing with friends. Um, then ended up finding, um, a situation, a friend of a friend who had unfurnished, dining room where I could set up an air mattress uh, nice. in Brooklyn, which is like the classic New York story, but it yeah. allowed me to just like be here. Um, and, you know, and then I would, I found a temp opportunity. So I would just answer phones for a commercial real estate company, but that allowed me to be here, which was so, so important. So just, you know, getting, answering phones, making my, you know, $16 an hour was something that I just did so that I could just be in New York longer because I knew that I just needed somebody to take a chance on me. So the more people I met through networking events that I could then go to because I was in New York would just open all these types of doors for me. So I, I wanted to stay and, and it was hard. I mean, I think, you know, figuring out how to, how to budget when you don't have a steady income and you are um, on an hourly hourly wage, at least starting out, it was really hard, but I think it was, it, added, it definitely gave me the kick in the pants that I needed to be able to continue to hustle and try to get that first full-time job so that I could then take a little bit of a breath and feel a little bit more secure that I knew where my next paycheck was coming from. Yeah, I guess it either goes two ways, right? It goes to the motivation that you're just going to do it regardless and you're going to make it work or the other way is just, okay, I can't do this. I need to move back home. (laughs) Oh, totally. And I think it just, I knew that I needed to be here in order to find a job. So I think I was willing to do anything I could to stay here. And that meant, you know, staying on somebody's Sitting on well, my own air mattress. I did buy it at Target. <laughs> I didn't borrow an air mattress, but you know, staying on an air mattress in somebody's dining room and uh, going to my temp job every day, it was not, you know, it was not easy and it was not fun, but it allowed me to meet the connections that I did. And through one of those connections, um, you know, basically 
working for a commercial real estate company, they have relationships with everyone in the building and they really liked me and they liked uh, my attitude and, and basically started introducing me to people, different people in the building that might be able to use my skills. And, and one Mm. of those places was happened to be looking for a receptionist and it was a video production company. So I, when I went into the interview with my journalism degree and all this video production experience, they said, Oh, well, you have way too much experience to be a, a receptionist. We want to, you know, give you the opportunity to freelance with us and shoot and edit videos. So I started to do that. And then that sort of led to um, them offering me my first full-time job. So it was being willing to do the things that other people won't do. Was it fun answering phones for a commercial real estate company? No, it involved no creativity at all. (laughs) Um, But it allowed me to meet the people that would then take that first chance on me. Yeah. And you also don't, I mean, you have to have a good attitude in some of those bridge jobs because we've all had those where this is not the job that A, you have the skills for or B, that is going to make you very happy. But if you can see it leading to something else, like sometimes just that short period of time in that bridge job can really open up so many doors. Like it's it's hard to even imagine. Absolutely. I think it is being willing to just do that and have a good attitude about it because I think I could have um, had a mindset where I was just thought I was better than this. And if I had yeah. that, then I think... I wouldn't have impressed anybody and nobody would have wanted to continue to work with me or recommend me for anything. So it's showing up wherever you are and, and, you know, whether it be that temp job or, um, where, you know, networking and showing in, in a lot of enthusiasm, it's not something a lot of people, people see. And so it's kind of a breath of fresh, fresh air when they see somebody who brings a lot of enthusiasm with them to, um, to a day to day that could be boring. This is a segment I like to call jaw-dropping stat. And this is one I recently came across that just completely blew my mind. So Americans are leaving $24 billion in unclaimed 401k matches on the table. Now, I don't know about you, but that is a ton of cash. So this was posted in Motley Fool. And A 401k match, what we do know, right, is it's free money that you can put towards your retirement so you don't have to spend your own money. But many Americans chose not to take advantage of this, resulting in $24 billion, P, billion dollars in 401k matches going unclaimed every year. The survey shows that the typical employee misses out on $1,336 of free cash each year which could amount to nearly $43,000 with compounding over 20 years. That's a lot of cash. I don't know what you would do with $43,000, but I can think of a ton of things that I could do with $43,000. I mean, I think for most of the country, $43,000 would be like a good down payment on a house or my gosh, like that could vaporize some student loans. Uh, the point is, is that it's it's free money. So those of you who don't know, a 401k match is the amount of money an employer will put in your account free if you contribute a certain amount to your 401k. So what can you do? Number one, do you have a 401k at work? Yes or no? 
Are you participating? If you're not participating, why are you not participating in your 401k? Is there some reason? Even just put a small amount of money. And number two, if you have a 401k at work, do you have a match also? So a lot of people don't know that they have a match and that's completely normal. So don't feel weird if you don't know if you have a match. Just find out, ask your human resources. Hey, do we have a match? Figure out how much you need to contribute to take advantage of the match. So number three, are you at least, at least contributing up to the match? I'm just going to say free money again. Free money. Yes, yes, yes. It is actually free. There isn't a lot of catches to this free money. And there also aren't a lot of things in life that are free. I don't have a 401k match because I run my own business. So if you do, I just really hope that you please, please, please grab that match for all of us who don't have a 401k match. And number four, if you want to contribute more than the match, that's perfect. There's really no harm in doing so. But at least grab your free cash. I mean, we have to do something with this $24 billion in unclaimed matches. That's crazy. And employers love it, too. They love it if you're the employee and you're not participating in your 401k. I probably shouldn't say love it because that's the wrong word. I mean, there are a lot of employers that really want you to contribute to your 401k, but if you're not contributing, that means they don't have to put money in towards the match. So again, take advantage of that. If you work for a company that has a match, just do whatever you need to to find that money in your budget because it's essentially doubling the amount of money that you're putting in. And that just helps you reach your retirement savings goal so much faster. So again, just pause and think, what could you do with an extra $43,000? And again, that's just on average. They're just using this stat on average, but that's still, that's a lot of free money. And I certainly wouldn't walk away from $43,000. So I hope you won't either. So again, don't be statistic. If you got a match at work, take advantage of it. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. Okay, friend, I want to know, 
what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report and <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. 
Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. You know that business idea that you've had that is lurking in your head? I think it's time you breathe some life into it and make it a reality. Take it from me, someone who's been creating business ideas for over 20 years now. For me, it all starts with a name. What are you going to call your new business idea or company? Once you've got a stellar name in mind, head quickly over to bluehost.com to register your URL and set up your website hosting before someone else snags your amazing name. I have over 25 URLs registered on Bluehost just in case I want to use them in the future. And what I love about Bluehost is how affordable it is to register your domain and get your website up and running fast. With my special URL, bit.ly slash Bluehost Money. You can register your domain name and set up hosting for your website all for only $3.95 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee to start building your business empire. Again, head on over to bit.ly slash Bluehost Money to get this special offer. I love that. I love the concept of just showing up and you've been able to turn that receptionist job into this great, successful career as a video producer. I know you've worked with a lot of big, big names out there, but I also know something that you're really passionate about that you talk a lot about on your podcast is a concept that I am as well, which is negotiating your salary. Could you share just a few tips? Like, what have you learned over the years working for these big companies and being able to negotiate your salary? I think it is so important. And I think doing it, doing it in that first job, so doing it early, as well as anytime you're presented with the opportunity to negotiate your salary, I think it is most easily done when you are finding a new job. And the thing is companies have money and they, they found you and they want you. So if they're giving you a job offer, it's the perfect opportunity to do salary negotiation. So that's what I, I like to, to talk about is really when you have that, um, that first, that job offer, not just first job offer, but any job offer, like this is your prime opportunity. And the reason that I think it's so important is kind of putting yourself in the opposite position. So thinking about if you didn't negotiate your salary and then you start that job and you find out Joe Schmo is making $10,000 more than you. And, and maybe he doesn't have as much experience, but you know what Joe did is he negotiated his salary yes. and you would hate that job. Like a job that you were really, really excited about, then you would actually really despise because you knew somebody in the cubicle next to you was making more money for doing the exact same job just because they asked for more money. So I think that I like to think about that when I go into a salary negotiation, because I would be pissed if I found out that happened. And so it, just, <laughs> it adds like extra layer of like motivation to actually do it because it's not 
it's not necessarily a fun conversation to have, but if you have the mindset that you can sort of gamify it and make it make it fun um, to see actually how much a, a company can can work with you on. I think I think that makes it a lot easier for your for your head to digest it. But I think it's so so important to prepare for that conversation and and that is done in a few ways. So one is research. So you know researching what you're worth in the marketplace both through through websites like Glassdoor to see what companies um, as well as that similar companies as well as the similar job descriptions might offer um, both in your and you kind of have to look very regionally. So what yes. what your area is looking for. Um, so have have that information. You can do a lot of research. There's a lot of good sites. Also talk to people. And I think we don't talk about our salaries enough because it's an awkward conversation. But there's a way you can do it so that you're getting information from somebody. And it, you're not asking them what money they make. You're, you're saying it in such a way that's, well, I was looking at this video producer position. I was thinking that a producer with five years of experience might make between X and Y. What what do you think? And asking people that are in the industry and and might know, and you can get a lot of insight that way. So I think getting that research, doing that work, having your information that way, and then really sussing out for you, what are the sort of the high, medium, low numbers that you're going to go after? So what is that high heck yes money that you'd be so thrilled to accept that you're almost embarrassed to ask it so much. Um, and then also then think about the number that you would be um, be happy to accept. I think that if you went in there, you would be excited to do the job. And then also the lowest number you'd go. So, um, And I think that just thinking about those numbers, getting comfortable with them, and then also figuring out Beyond just like what the market value is, think about you and what you're bringing to the table because it's all about what a company is going to pay you to do the job. So framing it when you when you put the ask out, frame it in such a way that it's helping the company to give you more money and not just I need more money because I deserve deserve it or I work really <laughs> hard. It's never going to be as successful and uh, as if you're framing it that if you give me X Y Z. Um, I deserve this because of this, this experience that I have, but also, um, I'm bringing this to the table and based on my, my, uh, history of experience, I know that I can do this job extremely effectively. So I think being able to frame it in such a way that helps benefit the company will be the best ask that you can do. That's such good advice. It really, really is. And I think no matter if you work for a company or if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to secure a big contract, negotiation is one of, if not probably the the smartest money move you can make. But you mentioned um, your different ask numbers. So you're high, you're mid, and you're low. And I'm of course a big fan of like going, you know, balls to the wall and going for that that big number. But, you know, particularly for women, uh, our guy listeners, you don't have as much trouble doing this, but women have a lot of issues, you know, really asking for those high numbers. Do you have any tips on how you can remove some of the fear around saying like, no, I'm worth, I'm just making up a number. I'm worth a hundred thousand, not 80,000. Like, how do you wrap your mind around that? Yeah. And I think it's hard. I think, um, but I agree with you. I think it's so important to ask for that 
high number because the worst that they're going to say is is no. And I think being able to support it with what you've done and your experience to give you the confidence in order to make the ask, I think it's sometimes really important to remind yourself of how great you are. And this company worked really hard to find you. They paid, you know, recruiters to find you. Um, they they spent time finding you, and they want you. They've settled on you, and um, <laughs> and not settled. I mean, they'd be thrilled if you accepted accepted the role. And so this is your prime opportunity to to go and ask for that $100,000 salary. Um, But as long as you support it with both your research as well as the experience that you have that makes you uniquely successful to the job at hand, I think is really critical. And, and And sometimes I kind of, as a producer, I, I kind of make light of it too, because, um, as a producer, one of my jobs is to negotiate. I have to go do budgets (laughs) and, um, you know, and sometimes I'll say, you know, I, I'm doing this, I'm doing, I'm negotiating, um, this because of me and because I'm a producer and I, uh, I know how, uh, great I can be for this job, but once I'm in that role, I will do this for you. <laughs> like, you know, basically showing them that um, this is a negotiation, this is a skill. It could be awkward, you know, and, and I think it's okay to acknowledge what you're feeling, but I think also just realizing how, how great you are, how the experience that you have has led you to this point that this company wants you. And understanding how you might feel on the other end if you accepted a job that's a lower salary and then you're you're worked to the bone. I mean, that's happened to me and I've 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 really I that was a frustrating feeling when I realized somebody's making um thirty thousand dollars more more and doing doing less work. And um when I was hustling and working really hard in a, in a role and and when you're when you're treated like that one time or multiple times, you don't want it to happen again. So you want to know, do your due diligence and do your research to be able to advocate for yourself in the best way because nobody else is going to do it. You are the best advocate for you. Yeah, yeah. And and just keeping it real here, I'd love to know when you go into those negotiation moments for your salary, are you nervous or like, are you cool as a cucumber? Like what, what's going on inside? No, yeah, it's so nerve wracking. But, um, but I think changing my mindset, it helps me. So trying to figure out of like, all right, my, this is a game to me and I want to figure out how much money I can get out of this company. Um, <laughs> but you know, sometimes honestly, like I have to stand up. Uh, I have to do my power poses. I have to remind Ooh. myself, like I have to like really amp up and get excited for the conversation. Um, you know, s- sometimes it will, it's not very often that it'll happen in person. Oftentimes it'll happen with a recruiter or HR over the phone. And so I think having that, that voice of enthusiasm over the phone and always keeping a really good attitude about it. So, um, yes, you can be nervous, but trying to be like enthusiastic about it. Like, I'm so excited about the opportunity. Thank you for this role. What I really would like to see is a salary of this. These are my reasons why. Um, and, you know, and, and having an attitude where you're, you know, you might be smiling on your phone, on the phone, you're easy, you're giving the attitude that you're easy to work with here. You're not frustrated. It's makes it easy breezy for the other person to 
had that conversation too. Um, but it is hard not to be stressful, but, or f- to be stressed out. And I think one thing that can really help you is to practice. So I'll write out all of my talking points and then I will just like practice in my room, um, and get getting those talking <laughs> points right. And I know I sound like a weirdo, um, but I just want to know that I, when I go into that conversation, I'm as prepared as possible. Yeah. And I love the idea of power pose. I need to definitely incorporate that like almost in everything I do every life, every day, because you're right. Like all of those things really matter. My gosh. Well, I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about your podcast, Kick-Ass in Life. Tell me like, have you had a favorite episode thus far? What's kind of your, your mission with this podcast? Thank you. Yeah, I'm so excited about Kick-Ass in Life. And and my goal was really initially to help people in the job search process to uh, to really get, get hired fast because I saw so many recent grads graduating with sort of this gap. Um, there's this gap in education between graduation and first job that I wanted to fill with information. So yes, you know what, that you should have a resume, but did you know that it should have color? It should be framed in these ways to help a recruiter identify it more easily. Um, you know, yes, you know how to network, but do you know how to create authentic connections so that people actually want to help you and get you into those companies? So I think that I saw a real big gap. And so I wanted to fill that with as much information as possible. So, um, you know, and I, what I started to do both with the experience that I've had, as well as the guests that I have. So I have some really incredible guests on. So, you know, I just recently had Rachel Redwall, who's a travel, uh, travel blogger and who's created this, this, this role for herself, um, out of nothing, but, uh, she's an influencer now and she's, she's traveling the world and getting paid for it. Um, and I also had the editor in chief of self magazine talk about, you know, when to, um, how to really kick ass in that, that in your internships that you make good impressions. And so it was just, it's been really great talking to people about how they've gotten started and how, um, now that they're hiring managers and now that they're sort of been in the industries in their respective industries for a few years, how they are sort of kicking ass in life. And, and it's a process as we talked about at the beginning of this, it's not, there's no form one formula. So it's really great to see all of these different people with their different formulas for how they're kicking ass in life. And so it's been such a fun project and you can go on, um, you it's on, uh, it's on all the places you just search for kick ass in life. And, um, there's also, I have a site, kickassin.life. Um, yes, it's a URL with, uh, with show notes and such. So, um, but yeah, I invite, I invite people to do that because it, we talk about money. We talk about, uh, your career and we also talk about health and, and how to be a little happier and healthier. So it's been a really fun project. I think that's what's so great about podcasts is that we can figure out a topic that we're really passionate and excited about and find those areas where there are gaps and just bring on great guests and experts to shed light on something. I think it's just like such a great way to learn. But gosh, we've talked about so much, Laura. I would love for you to maybe leave us with one gem that you think everyone has to know in order to kick ass in life. Oh, that's so good. There's, I mean, there's so many gems, but I think it is really for, for, how to kick ass in life. It's doing the things that other people don't do. I think it's being willing to put yourself out there and, and think creatively about how to get your foot in the door. And 
And that's what I found with my guests. I think that people are doing some really, really unique things and finding the paths for themselves. And I think you have to find the path for yourself. There's there's no formula for it, but it's being willing to go above and beyond and doing the things that other people don't do in order to get noticed. Um, If your job is, if your goal is to get hired, then you get hired fast um, or you're making more money. I mean, whatever your goal is, I think it's being willing to find the creative solution to make it happen. Awesome. I love it. Such great advice. It's, it's even hitting home with me. I, I'd love for you to tell listeners again where they can go to check out your podcast and find out more about you. Thank you. Yeah, it's Kick-Ass in Life. It's, um, you can find it on iTunes and Spotify and all the places. Um, also, my site is kickassin.life. Yes, that's the URL, as well as on Instagram. You can follow me there. So I also invite people to email me, kickassinyourlife at gmail.com with their questions. I answer them on future episodes because I really created this with the sort of the, the user and the listener in mind for the person who really does need help with their career. They're, they're feeling stuck. And so that my goal is to really help them feel unstuck and feel empowered to be able to kick ass in their own way. All right. So what do you think? Are you ready to kick ass in life? I know I am. I try to kick ass every single day. And some days it doesn't work very well. But other days I really feel like I walk out of the day with like a cape or I probably should have a cape. Anyway, I just feel like we can never hear this stuff enough. We can never be inspired enough to as she says, like strut your power pose and get out there and just own who you are. Well, thanks so much for checking out this episode. If you love what you heard, please head on over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review for the podcast. It's simply one of the best ways to show us some love and it allows us to bring Millennial Money Podcast to even more listeners. And I'll see you back here in a few days for a fresh new episode.